Have you guys tried out 99designs.com yet? I have talked about it endlessly on my Insta stories. And it's because it makes design so easy. Now, if you know anything about me, you know that I don't have a creative bone in my body. And yet, I want all of the designs that I have associated with my business to look really great and professional. But when I was starting out, I didn't have all the income to be able to spend on fancy designers. And that's where 99design comes in. Their tagline is, design makes anything possible. And I couldn't agree more. It really allows you to come across as professional and amazing as you know that you are. So what's incredible about 99designs is they give you an opportunity to hire talented designers from all over the world that really provide designs that help you grow your business. And that's really what we're all about. They can design everything for you from a logo to a website to images to support your business. And if you followed my Insta story, you saw that I received more than 36 submissions when I ran a contest for my design for email marketing. So they don't just give you one or two to choose from. You have an endless array of designs to represent your business. You get them to narrow it down to a few selections, make edits, change anything that you want, and finally land on your final design. If after that point you have a designer you love, you get to continue to work with them. And don't worry, throughout the process, you even have someone to hold your hand. It's an account manager that will email you and check in on you and ask you how things are going. So it's not a process you have to manage all by yourself. You have someone there making sure you're loving the results that you're getting. I just can't say enough things about 99designs.com. I'm so grateful that something like that exists in the marketplace to support you, the small business owner and the entrepreneur, because I want you to get your message out there in a powerful way. And I know that 99designs.com can do that for you. So make sure to check out, yes, you're listening to the podcast likely on your phone. So check out the description and there's a link right there to 99designs to be able to access the discount associated with listeners of this podcast. Or just go to the link on my Instagram at Sally Holder and make sure to use the link there to get your discount as a listener of this podcast as well. So I can't wait to hear about your experience with 99designs and see all the amazing work that they do for you too. listener, I'm your host, Sally Holder. Join me each week to escape and be refreshed with stories of people who dared not to settle for the American dream. Go beyond just getting enough in life and live into a place where big dreams actually do come true. In each episode, you'll discover why internal success is better than external success. Be prepared to redefine what your best looks like in your life and free yourself from the guilt of wanting more. You guys, I am so excited about this next episode. If you have ever heard the idea that 
you need to always say yes to your customer or that your customer is always right, then I'm going to completely challenge that concept. I'm going to help you have the power to be able to define your business your way and to be able to say yes when it's right for you and have a response for the times when it's not. So if you're ever feeling challenged by customers and you just don't know when to say yes or when to say no or you know what would happen if you did say no and you're confused and worried about the results you know, or you're just feeling super spread thin because you're saying yes to everything, boy, is this the episode for you. I'm going to give you the roadmap to change your business and learn how to say no. It's time to make your business even better. Okay, you guys, today's episode is all about the concept that the customer isn't always right. It's something that I get questions about all the time. It's one of the things that I probably end up talking about both with coaching clients, but it's something that I end up coaching friends on, I feel like, all the time. Or it's the thing that I'm talking about most while I'm at a cocktail party saying, "Mm, well, it might be a little different than you think it is. So I thought this might be the perfect topic to do a solo episode on because I think it's going to challenge the way that you think about your customer and hopefully it's going to help you interact with them in a better way that serves not only your business, but also serves your customer in a better way as well. So there are really three things that I hear a lot about in this area that are really counterintuitive. So I'm going to take you through those three and then give you ways to um, think about them in a new way, hopefully. So the first is that um, customers tend to approach us asking for time to get together. And what I hear a lot of, especially new business owners, new entrepreneurs saying in response to a customer inquiry is, I would love to get together. I'm free anytime. So I'm sure you're wondering what in the world could be wrong with that? Now, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with it, and I would never say that you're bad for responding in that way, but what I would say is that there is a better response that you can give to your customer that gives a better subconscious communication to them than the one that you're giving off when you respond with, I'm free anytime. So I want you to realize that you are actually subconsciously communicating in a way that you may not realize. So what you're giving off is the idea that I don't have anything else really going on, right? (laughs) Um, I know that that's not something that you want to convey to a potential customer, right? You want them feeling like you are successful, like you're in high demand. Because what do your customers want more than anything? They want to be working with the right person. They want to be working with, you know, the most successful person in the industry. And so if they feel the feeling from you, I have absolutely nothing on my calendar, right? Then you are likely giving them that subconscious communication that you're just not all that successful at what you do. 
And I know that that is not at all what you're attempting to convey. I know that your you know, intentions in that statement, I'm free anytime, really are just to serve your customer. But we now know that that's not what you're conveying. So there's really a better way to be able to say it. Instead, what I have found is far more effective both for your business and for the customer is to be able to respond by providing two dates that you're available within the next two weeks. The customer loves this because it gives them less choice and less responsibility, right? Because they're not with, I'm free anytime, having to go back to their calendar and looking at the most convenient time over the next two weeks, and they have no idea when you do business, and they have no idea, you know, are mornings better for you, or are afternoons, or, you know, any of the myriad of things that actually subconsciously go through their brain when they're looking at their calendar, it feels a sense of overwhelm. And that's certainly not what you're wanting to put back onto your customer either. You know, I always kind of tell people it forces the customer to have one more item on their to-do list. And that's not what you want to give them, you know, time to have to work on or something else to do. What you want to do is make the process of scheduling with you or meeting with you or using your services as easy as possible and certainly as seamless as possible. So the best way to do that is to offer two times. Now, I know what you're going to tell me, which is the same thing I hear all the time. Yeah, but what if they can't meet one of those two times? They're going to move on to someone else. That's actually not true either. They're not. They came to you for a reason, and again, subconsciously, you've now communicated that you're in high demand, so that subconsciously connects with them and makes them want you even more. I promise. Trust me on this. Years of experience. So if they cannot meet those two times, guess what in my experience ends up happening? They will then offer one or two times that they are available. And this dance will go back and forth until you both can meet together. I promise that this is what ends up happening. And because you've led the customer in the way that fits for your business as well, during the times that work for you, the times of day, you're going to get less of the, could you meet me at 6 p.m.? Or would you be willing to meet on 9 a.m. at Saturday morning? And those are not times that you want to do business. Well, I would argue that most of the time you get those offerings from the customer because you've said things like, I'm free anytime you want to get together, right? Hopefully you're doing a little bit of laughter like I am chuckling because you're not alone in this, right? The reason why I now know this is because I've made that mistake a million times myself. And I thought I was doing a service to my customer, But I've realized a better way. So I was thinking, obviously, this is something I need to be able to share with you as a listener so that you can do it in a more effective way too. So hopefully the I'm free anytime will not be what you utter back in your next email or your next text message. But what you will do is offer those two times that you're available within the next two weeks that fit 
with you. And let me just offer one more tip. If you're more effective and more awake and more creative in the morning, and so then offer that to your prospective new client. Don't offer a time that doesn't bring your best to the table. You know, don't compromise on what is going to work best for you because when you bring your best to the table to offer it to this potential new customer or even a customer you've been working with for quite a while, then you're going to give them the best of you. And let's be honest, that's what they want to be receiving anyway. So now you're going to respond in the best way and hopefully... I would argue, you're going to get even better results, not only for yourself, but for your customer as well. Okay, so let's now move on to the second concept that I hear a lot about, or the second topic that I hear a lot about. And this is coming directly from your customer. They will say things to you like, hey, is this something you can do? Or can you do this too, right? They're wanting to hire you for one thing. And then in order to ease, you know, their pain, they say, can we add this service on as well? Now, in maybe, you know, another world, you would have thought, oh, the customer is always right. Yes, is the answer, right? And I would argue, no, it is not. Now, here is why it's not. It dilutes your brand when you begin to take on projects that are not in your wheelhouse or when you begin to take on projects that are not projects that you want to expand into or areas of business that you don't want to pursue long term, right? I know in theory you're thinking, well, I'm just serving this one customer or I'm just doing this little bit as well. But you have to think about what you're known for as a brand and stick to that because that is what you want the marketplace to know you do and you do really well. You don't want a customer out there talking about this person does 12 different things. He or she will do whatever it is that you ask of them because when someone else is talking at a cocktail party, they're not looking for, technically most of the time, they're not looking for a person who does 12 different things and just can do whatever, right? That's not how people actually talk at a cocktail party. And I don't know why I keep using that example. Let's just say over dinner at a restaurant, right? They're saying, here's my problem. I need someone that can fix X, right? And the way that our memories work is that we remember the person that does that thing really well, right? You're not going to think of the generalist, right? You're not going to think of the person that just does a little bit of everything. You're going to think of the person that's the best at the one thing or the one topic or the one pain point that that particular customer has. So you want to be known for the three or four, whatever it is, offerings that you decide that you want to be excellent at that make you feel fulfilled in what you do and that you absolutely love. 
Because guess what that also is going to do? When you're doing what you love, you're going to be tapping into your greatest potential. You're going to be tapping into that, you know, interior part of you that has the most creative aspects where you're excited about what you're doing. Because one thing I know is that when you say yes to projects that are not within your brand, that you know are not furthering your long-term career, that is a recipe for resentment, right? And if you've done this before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And again, the reason why I know I'm talking about here is not only cognitively, right? It's not something that I've just studied saying, oh, well, the brain, you know, when you do this, X, Y, or Z is the result, right? I've emotionally and physically experienced this, right? All the lovely resentment and feelings of frustration that we set ourselves up for when we begin a path or an extension of our brand that we didn't really want to do, right? So I'm sitting here with my wonderful podcasting expert here. I'm certainly not. And we were talking before we started the show and she was giving the example of, I get asked all the time to build a landing page for someone's podcast. And that's a perfect example. Is that something she might be capable of doing? Sure. She might be capable of doing it and she's done it for herself. Does that make her the expert at building landing pages for podcasts? No. Is that something that she would like to be known for in her industry? No. So why would she say yes to something, to that request from a customer when they say, can you do this as well? Now, what you're typically doing is just answering that as a yes or no question. Can you do this? Yes, I can, right? And that's how we end up in this predicament in the first place. Instead, think through everything first before you're answering yes or no. And you can expound on it to be able to say, well, actually, what you're really asking me is does this fit within the services that I offer? And it doesn't fit perfectly, which means I'm not going to give you my greatest potential when I work on that project. And guess what customers are going to do when you tell them that? They're going to love you, right? They are going to be obsessed with you, right? And that's what we want. We think that saying yes, can I do this? The customer's right. It's something they need. So therefore, it's a service I ought to offer or I ought to provide the solution to this. But now you know that is a quick trip to resentment because you feel like you're working on projects that you don't love. And if it is a win-lose relationship, right, where they're winning and getting something they want, but you're losing because you're not getting what you want, which is to further your brand and grow yourself and your skill set within your expertise, that's when you know the resentment breeding ground is growing, you know, like the mold on the wall, right? It's growing and you can't stop it. But now you know you can. 
Now you know that the best thing for yourself and your customer is to be able to say to them, hey, that's not actually within the scope of what I do. And then reinforce what your brand does, right? Here are the three or four things that I do really well. And that is, again, reinforcing their belief in those products that you offer. They will believe even more in those services that you offer. And guess what? Then the next time they're sitting at dinner with that friend that's asking, do you know someone that does X, Y, or Z? And they mention something that's on your list. You are the first person that they are going to remember. And that is how you build word of mouth and referral mechanisms that are powerful. Far more powerful than you saying, I do it all for everyone. And that's really what we need in this world today, right? It's the number one way that entrepreneurs grow their business is having a third party be out in the marketplace recommending you, right? Otherwise, services like Yelp and all the rest would have died a long time ago. No, we need those. And you need this army of people out there, right, being an advocate for your business. And this is the best way to be able to build that for yourself. Not to mention, you know, and we can talk about this in the next realm as well, because it's very applicable for the third avenue. But when you say no, then you are saying yes to the next opportunity. And that's really important for you to remember. See, every time you say yes to something, you are saying no to something else. So when you say yes to this new path, right, this expansion of your brand into the web development as well, which doesn't really have anything to do with podcasting, right, when you say yes to that, then you have to consider what you might have just said no to, right? And what I mean by that even further is that, let's say for this podcasting expert, what she might have said no to then is another opportunity with another client that could have grown her brand or her expertise within that wheelhouse, right? Because she gave up the time that she otherwise would have been spending on the growth of that stronger avenue in her brand, right? She gave up the time that she would have been potentially, you know, reaching out and connecting with other people who can be referral sources for the three avenues that she is excited about, that she does want to grow and pursue, She just said no to a potential coffee meeting that she could have had that would have come out of her sending one or two emails during the time that she otherwise was now spending creating this right landing page that she knows isn't going to grow into anything else. So you have to consider, right, what am I saying no to when I say yes to this? And it's really critical. I have another great example, and I talk about this in my book that's coming out, which you'll hear more about later. Um, I have a great client that I walked through this exact concept. And, you know, it's sometimes really difficult to figure out whether an offering fits within your brand or not. And so she was offered artistically to be able to work on a project with another well-known brand, but it was 
you know, a tedious project that would have taken a significant amount of time and painting on some, um, you know, carving boards that she wasn't really sure fell within her brand, right? But gosh, the opportunity sounded pretty great. It was a collaboration with a well-known brand and, you know, the thought was, gosh, this might be a great way for me to expand my reach and, you know, reach an entirely new market. And, you know, who cares if it really is in my wheelhouse, right? Because I'm going to get all of these other great, you know, returns on my investment of time. Well, I challenged her concept on that. Let's think through if that customer is right that this is something that you should do that this is a project that is right for you. Sure, you can do it, right? You could say yes, but what would happen if you say yes? Now, I want you guys to think through everything, right? All the way through this project, the length of time it's going to take you, right? The creativity it will suck out of you, the potential, you know, Um, exhaustion you might feel, right? There are all kinds of different things that will manifest as a result of you saying yes. So we determined together, just because I was able to challenge her on this idea that the customer was offering, which was this is something you should do, right? I'm sure you've heard that one before. That could be a whole nother area that we could talk about later too which is them coming at you and telling you how you should expand your brand and what you should do. But it kind of falls into this, can you do this to concept. And so I challenged her on this idea and we ultimately looked at the flip side, right? The other side of the coin and said, well, what would you be saying no to, right? We would be saying no to the pursuit of one of the new avenues of income that we were excited about exploring, We had together identified a new revenue stream and something that could be really exciting. Now, it would take creativity, it would take time, and that revenue stream was going to take energy as well. Now, those are the three things that she was going to have to give to this other project if she said yes. So, yes, that's a little bit more of a clear-cut example But what I would challenge you is those three attributes are likely a lot of the same, you know, internal things that are going to be pulling at you in most situations. And so when she ended up saying no to this project, within, now it's not always going to be this beautifully put together, bear with me, but within 24 hours, she was offered the largest commission that she had ever ever been offered. Now, you guys know me well enough probably by this point, if you've been listening to the podcast, to know that, you know, I do believe in that universal law of attraction, that when you open yourself up to opportunities and you give, you know, the universe the space and and the lack of resistance to those new opportunities, that you can welcome those in. 
So my argument to her was, gosh, you know, if you had said yes to that project, my argument is the other project, the commission that you were just offered never would have been offered to you, right? Because you wouldn't even have been open to it. You wouldn't have had the emotional time, energy, or wherewithal to be able to take it on. And so my argument is that never would have come into your sphere. So that's just a beautiful example of something that was, you know, tied up neatly in a bow. But the next time a customer comes to you and says, hey, can you just do this too? I want you to really think twice about that. And let me be the first to assure you, it is perfectly fine to say to the customer, I'm going to need a minute to think through whether that is right for my business or not, right? You don't have to give them an answer right away, right? I know in our microwave society, we think we need to respond to the email immediately or they'll offer the opportunity to someone else. Well, guess what? If they did and they move on, that opportunity wasn't right for you in the first place. So keep on going. Now, You have to be the one that sets the boundary for your business and your brand. And so if you need a few minutes of time to be able to think through whether or not this opportunity is right for you and maybe the customer isn't right, then take that time. You're the only one who can make that decision and the only one that knows the ins and outs of everything that's on your plate and how you ultimately want your brand to be defined. So make the decision that's right for you and don't worry about the rest because, you know, really in the long run, you couldn't have controlled what they thought about you anyway, right? We make these decisions because we believe that if we were to say yes, then the customer might, you know, think better of us or care more about us. And, I'm actually here to say that's not true either, right? You can't actually control what they think of you. Just by merely saying yes doesn't ultimately mean that they're going to refer you more or that they are going to like you more. In fact, I've actually found that you saying yes to projects that are outside the scope of your brand and what you want to be doing in the long term can be the very thing that kills that trusting relationship between the two of you, right? There are three things that every customer wants to feel between the person that they're working with. And those things are that they want to know, like, and trust you, right? When you take on a project like the landing page and it's not within your wheelhouse and you're not doing something that's within your greatest potential, then you're probably not going to do something that is as beautifully creative as maybe the customer had originally imagined, right? You're going to have that resentment, so maybe you work on it a little less, right, than you would have if it were in your wheelhouse because you're not really excited about it. Not to mention, it is something that is slow going, So it takes you longer, it takes more time, and they wanted it faster. Like all of these are just good examples about how you're killing a lot of that no like and trust factor by going outside the scope of your brand.
So remember that not only are you harming potentially the customer because you're not giving them most likely the product that they really wanted, potentially in a time frame that they even wanted, but you're probably killing the no like and trust factor between the two of you. So make sure, again, that you think about this very thoroughly. Okay, I think I've talked ad nauseum about that and you get the picture. All right, let's turn to the third example which falls in line very much with the second. And that is that customers say things like, and I, I'm, I'm giggling when I'm saying this because I certainly have made this mistake many a time. And it is, can't I just pay you to do that? I'm sure you've heard that a time or two. And, you know, what we tend to want to say to that is, of course, yes, you can pay me to do that. And I know if you're a new entrepreneur or you're just getting started out, you are probably listening to this thinking, you are crazy, lady. Of course, I have to say yes. I can barely feed myself. I can't feed my family on what I've been doing. I'm going to take anything and everything that's going to pay me. I know that logically, right, cognitively, that makes sense, right? Say yes to everything. And Whenever I too am around a dinner table and there are multiple friends kind of giving advice to one another, that tends to be the sentiment too. They're saying to you, you know, when you're you're asking your friends advice, should I just say yes? Right? They're gonna pay me a ton of money. What do you think your friends are gonna say? Of course, say yes. Right? They have your best interests at heart. They're thinking that they're doing the best thing for you because they know that financially that will put you in a better position. But is that actually true? Is it actually true that that would put you in a better financial position long term than saying no to that opportunity? And what I would argue, I'm sure you're shocked here is that no, it will not put you in a better long-term position to say yes to that opportunity, right? Because obviously for all the reasons we just discussed, you know, it dilutes your brand, it can kill the no like and trust factor. But again, you saying yes to a project, say that's $2,500 and you're thinking, wow, that's a lot of money, which yes, it is. But again, when you say yes to that opportunity of $2,500, what have you just potentially said no to, right? You have said no to the growth of the other areas in your brand that could generate long-term success for you with relationships that can build your brand faster because you're more concentrated on the areas in which you work. If you are more focused on three or four particular areas of growth, don't you think that you can create more long-term opportunities and wealth if you're focused on a really tight sector of things that you do? 
you know, I love looking at um, what other people are doing and hearing, you know, their concepts, especially in areas where I'm, I don't claim to be an expert. And one is certainly in marketing. And I love Seth Godin. And I've heard him on many different podcasts. And you've probably heard me even mention him here. He has a great new book called This Is Marketing. And I highly recommend it. And he always says that if you stand for everyone, you stand for no one. And so I think about that concept both in, you know, saying that you're capable of doing anything, but certainly within this context of earning income, right? Because I love his idea that when you define your audience really well, right? When you're willing to go small and niche it down and focus on the things that you do really well, you actually will help yourself grow your income exponentially, right? Because people know what you do. It gives them an ability to refer you more quickly, right? It allows other people to focus on those particular areas. And guess what happens? That increases your demand, right? And I just had this conversation with a client the other day. She said, but I can't take on any more work. And I said, congratulations. Guess what that means? You get to raise your prices. You guys, I am so excited. It is finally here. I can finally announce it. My book is launching in January, early January 2020. It's called Hitting Rock Middle, The Roadmap from Empty Success to True Fulfillment. I cannot wait to share my baby with the world. And I get to go on a book tour and share all of this great information with you. So it got me thinking that I really want to get face-to-face with you, the listener, and be able to hear what you're struggling with and be able to help you reach your greatest potential. So if you're someone listening to the podcast or you've been following me on social media, you know that I love to do these workshops and to be able to interact with people who are looking for more in their lives or they've been struggling to take their business to the next level. No matter where you are, if you are someone that wants more, then this type of workshop is perfect for you. Imagine yourself just having a day away from your phone and email to really concentrate on your business instead of just being in it and being surrounded by a lot of other female entrepreneurs who want what you want and who are like-minded. If you want a day like that or even an afternoon like that, let's plan it together. Let's make it happen. I love nothing more than coming to your city and being able to provide this for you. So if you are hearing this and are thinking, yeah, that sounds pretty great. I could use a day like that. Then reach out to me, send me an email and let's get started planning a stop in your city. I can't wait to share Hitting Rock Middle with you and it's going to be here before we know it. right? So when you become really well-known in the areas in which you love, and you're going to work, frankly, 
more on those because you're super passionate about them and it doesn't feel like work, right? So you're going to put more time into them. Then you are going to attract the customers that believe what you believe and that value that level of expertise because you will potentially you will be growing your expertise within that area faster because of your concentrated efforts on that niche. So keep that in mind the next time you're offered a an opportunity that sounds great just for the pay. That there could be many other opportunities out there that are waiting for you. And you have to believe in that as an, as an entrepreneur. You have to believe in your skill set and your expertise. And you have to believe that, you know, with total certainty, right, that the momentum will come. And really the foundation of momentum is that certainty and belief, right? That certainty and belief in those areas is the thing that allows you to tap into your greatest potential. So what are you going to do with that customer? What are you going to say to them so that you feel like you let them down gently and you don't treat them improperly, right? Well, you're going to use three words that I have found to be incredibly easy, very comfortable, and very routine. And those three words are feel, felt, found. So here's how it kind of goes, either in an email or in a conversation. And someone will say, hey, can I just pay you to do that? Then I will say to them, I understand how you feel, that you feel that might be easier and you feel like it might be simpler to just pay me to do this additional work. And I felt that same way when I've been working with other professionals that I've created, you know, a, a trust factor with. So I understand where you're coming from. But here's what I've found. I have found that that actually doesn't serve you the best as the customer. I have found that it makes me less effective in the areas that I've already been serving you. And it also makes me less effective for you because I'm doing something that's really outside the scope of what I love to do. And so what I found is that you utilizing someone else who's an expert in that area will not only allow you to get the work done faster, more effectively, but probably at an even cheaper cost. So why don't I refer you to someone else and help you build that relationship or just offer some other people that I know can do it more effectively? Now, again, guess what the customer is going to do when they look at you? They're going to be, you know, wide-eyed, like, I can't believe that you just turned down money. But guess what has just instantaneously grown in them. And that's that no like, and trust factor. You have probably in that instance made them a customer for life, right? So would you rather take the one time $2,500 or would you rather turn them into a raving fan of yours because they know that you are trustworthy that you're going to do the work that you're best at 
and that you would never do something that would be both detrimental to their relationship or detrimental to their business, right? You are serving your customer the best when you define the scope and within when you stay within it. And boy, are they going to advocate for you when it comes to that referral mechanism, right? I mean, you are going to stay top of mind in that relationship. So don't fear saying no, right? There are kind, gentle, simple ways to be able to do that that are not abrupt. What I find is that most clients just don't say no because all they can hear in their brain is just that word, no. Well, guess what? You don't even have to utter that word, right? Remove it from your vocabulary. Respond to what it is that they're actually asking you, which is, can I pay you and have simplicity? Can I pay you to do that and have ease and, you know, the best product possible? That's what they really want. And so if you don't feel like you can do that, then utilize those three words, feel, felt, found, and give that client what they want and show them that you know what's right for yourself. And oftentimes you might even know what's right for the customer. So I hope this has given you a little more confidence when it comes to responding to what your customer is sometimes attempting to impose upon you and your business, right? I love entrepreneurs that are willing to stand strong in what they believe in and be full of, you know, gumption to be able to say things like, you know, actually, no. And that's okay, right? You are going to serve yourself and their business in the most effective way. So guys, after saying all of this, let's just let go of the idea that the customer's right. Right? How about that? I mean, it would be so freeing. Now you know your business. You know what you do. And I've given you the tools to be able to say and respond to those requests in a positive and professional way. So when you implement these, I really cannot wait to see how it changes your business. Thanks so much for listening to the Hitting Rock Middle podcast. I'm your host, Sally Holder. Remember that you can always find out more about me by visiting sallyholder.com. That's S-A-L-L-I-E-H-O-L-D-E-R.com. And if you want to stay in touch or get more free tips from me, make sure to join my free weekly newsletter that's filled with tips to help you achieve your greatest potential. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or anywhere where you're currently listening. And leave us a review. It really is a small thing to do that goes a long way to helping others find our show too. We'll be back next week with another empowering story of dreaming beyond the American dream. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.